Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today, because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold, but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... What? Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's episode 45 of Sports Talk with Josh, Marion, and friends. You could say the Pedro Martinez episode with Mike Felger on from 98.5, the Sports Hubs, uh, Felger and Maz. Uh, we're going to talk Patriots first, and uh, the reason why he's here, uh, he was thinking the Patriots were going to go 14-2, and which is really looking good thus far. Um, and I was thinking the Patriots were going to go 12-4, and um, and I thought the Ravens would be the first loss this season, and he got that wrong, so that's why he's here. What 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 what'd you get wrong about that game? Uh, yeah, right. I lost the bet. That's why I'm here. Uh, and I didn't think they'd be 14 and two, Josh. I thought they could be 16 and 0, for fuck's sake. Uh, so so what did I get wrong about that game? Everything. I I'm still stunned that they let Lamar Jackson run on him. I didn't. I thought they'd be able to take out of a running quarterback easy, and uh, it was anything but. So I did not think that they would let uh, Lamar Jackson get off like he got off. That's what I got most wrong about that. And do you see the Ravens, do you see that as a one-off game right there, or do you see them as a serious threat in the playoffs? And who do you have as your, you know, AFC team that's, that's leading the charge against us right now? So I guess Baltimore's taking that lead. I mean, I, I, I think Kansas City is just way too flawed defensively. Um, to go on the road in the playoffs and win, I, I just, the defense absolutely blows. So I sort of ruled out Kansas City a little bit ago. So it's Baltimore uh, by default. And, I, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for the coach. He's beaten you in the past, and he's not afraid of you, and I think that's important. And Lamar Jackson clearly has got a set. And I think, like, Earl Thomas back there is a factor. And so I guess Baltimore, you know, by default. I, I still think you should win the rematch. I don't think you're going to lose that, but I don't think you'd lose the first one either. Yeah, and, and we're, in, we're in between the bye week right here. we got the Eagles coming up. Um, do you think the Eagles are going to use a similar skill, uh, style to beat the Patriots, run that time of possession? Um, you know, obviously, obviously Carson Wentz can't do the same things that Lamar Jackson can do, but do you think they're going to throw a lot to the running backs and tight ends, that sort of thing? I would, 100%. I'd go to school. I'd go to school on what Baltimore did and make the Patriots prove they can stop it. And while Carson Wentz can't run like Lamar Jackson, I wouldn't want him to run like Lamar Jackson because of his injury history. I'm definitely going to try and run him a little bit. I'm going to do all that RPO shit. I'm going to do the, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and do everything that Baltimore did. I'm absolutely going to try and copycat him. I, I think that's what teams in the NFL should do. And then if the Patriots stop it, they stop it. But I, I would absolutely take that game film and do what I could to duplicate what Baltimore did. And then and they have a shot, John. All right, I, I one last thing. Yeah, yeah, I think Philly has some, you know, tight ends they can throw to and the quarterback can move. Go ahead. I was going to say one last Patriots question before we get into the Celtics. Uh, are you tired of these Patriots bobos saying every single season that Darte Skarniecki is going to figure it out with the offensive line? Because I don't feel like this is one of those seasons where, you know, you can just chalk it up to coaching that he's going to figure it out. I feel like there's been a lot of shuffling as far as that goes. And, you know, that's obviously the biggest uh, need for the Patriots is good offensive line play. I'm tired of Patriots bobos in general, Josh very hard to do a talk show with Bobos. 
but the Skarnecchia thing, I mean, people are right to respect him and put faith in him. He's great, but can't make chicken, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit. There's, I mean, there's a limit there to what Dante can do and coach a guy up, especially at left tackle. I think that's that's a spot that's Absolutely. less dependent on scheme and more on just pure ability. So what, what, you know, what's he supposed to do with Marshall Newhouse? If Marshall Newhouse can't play, that I'm not sure what Dante Skarnecchia can do about that. All right, so let's make a smooth transition into the Celtics here. Um, they're on a eight-game winning streak, looking great. Uh, is is this type of success sustainable without a true big, though? Because, like, I don't think yes. Enos Kanter is the type of guy. Robert Williams isn't the guy. Uh, what say you, Felgy? Yes, I think it is. I think there's a lot of teams that win without big men now in the NBA. I, I think that when you say big men, I don't, you know, if if I could just have a rim protector, I think you can do that. I think there's teams that have shit. I mean, uh, did, did, was the true center an important position for Toronto last year? Was it an important position for Golden State those years? Was it an important position for LeBron in Cleveland or Miami? I mean, I, I, to me, I think that's antiquated thinking to think that you need a big. Now, they can't be soft inside. Giannis sort of ate him up last year, and they've got to address that. Uh, and who knows, maybe Robert Williams can do it. And if they want to get a center that can play, I mean, that's fine. The more guys who can play in more spots, it's fine. But I think it's it's a mistake to say they need a big man. Okay. Um, all right, so who do you think is going to make the bigger leap with Hayward gone? Do you think it's going to be Tatum playing that hero Kobe ball, or is it going to be Brown who seems like he's he's playing more team ball right now? Yeah, I, I, it's Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, because Marcus Smart goes back in the starting lineup and, his minutes increase and his looks increase, and I think Brown has a bigger chance. Because I, I, I think whether Gordon Hayward was here, that Tatum was going to get his no matter what. You know, he was going to be a featured player in the offense, and he was going to – you know, I, I, I think Tatum was always going to have that role, you know. I think it's Brown and Marcus Smart that benefit from Hayward being up. So that leads into my next question. You're a Marcus Smart guy, aren't you? Yeah, I believe in the winning plays and all that shit. I mean, I – I think he's a faker and a flopper, and it drives me crazy to watch him play, but I think he's really – See, I used to a, not be either, Felgi. I, I, I used to hate Marcus Smart for that type of shit, the flopping type stuff. It was, it was ridiculous, but I, I've turned around, and I think you have too. Um, on to the Bruins now. You're, your favorite team in Boston, I think. <clears throat> um, that's my fourth sport, so – how much better is Bruce Cassidy than Claude Julian, Ben? I know he hasn't uh, punched uh, in yet, but do you, do you uh, think, so you think Bruce Cassidy's a better coach, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, if for nothing else, that the product's so much better. I mean, how, how much more entertaining is the team under the way he coaches versus the way Claude coaches? I mean, it's not even debatable. And, oh, by the way, while they're more entertaining, they're the same team in the playoffs. They're just as good, if not better, in the playoffs as Claude Julian's team. So, that, like, this, you know, that whole approach where they had to pack it in uh, to have their goals against be at a certain place is just wrong. I mean, you can you can still try and score and keep the fuck out of your own net, and I think that's what you see out of Cassidy. Yeah, I feel like it's less dump and chase hockey now, and that, that's, that's, that's what kind of dissuaded from me from watching the Bruins a lot of the time, that it was just a lot of dump and chase and um, – you know that that would that doesn't bowl that doesn't bowl well in this type of hockey. It's a lot faster. It's a lot more skilled. Um, and a lot more deep. Well, and just stuff, look at so, um, so, yeah, Josh. I, 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 I you know I, I 
yeah, I think Cassidy turned uh, Patrice Bergeron into an offensive player. Remember when it was Claude, uh, Bergeron was really a defensive stopper. He was always put out there against the opponent's best line, defensive zone face-offs. It was, you know, he used he used Bergeron as a defensive player, where I think Cassidy is uses him as an offensive player and tries to keep him away from the other top lines. And, you know, I, I, I think that that's, you know, just that change alone, just the way he handles Bergeron has turned him into a more of an offensive team. Yeah, it, it's it's great now. It's it's a great brand of hockey they're running out there now. But uh, let's move on to the to the guy that everybody loves to talk about, and that's Tuka Rask. Uh, what's your ultimate thoughts on him? You'd you'd still trade him, wouldn't you? Yes. Yes, I would. And I still think you know he's good enough to win a cup. He's got to win a cup. I mean, I just uh, I, I I he would make me nervous in a cup clinching situation again, but. When he's good, he's good, and he deserve, you know he hasn't deserved to lose his job at any point. But however, you know they are slammed against the cap; they have no other way to improve. And he's the now the fourth highest paid goalie, maybe he's the fifth highest paid goalie in the league. And I, I I just think I just think there's savings there to be had. And if you had the quality of Halak and could save money off the cap and get another defenseman in the meantime or a second line right wing, I think you might be I think it might net out to be a better team. All righty. All right, so let me slip in a quick Red Sox question before I get into my six random questions for you that have nothing to do with sports. All right, Josh. Back. Um, okay, we got to be quick. Um, with the Red Sox, is there any certain player you want to see go? Is Like, do you want to see Mookie Bradley, Betts go? Bradley, Jackie Bradley. Bradley. Bradley, Jackie Bradley, Bradley, Bradley. Bradley's gone. Bradley's gone, and if they need to get under that luxury tax, David Price. I sell David Price. He fucking hates it here. Uh, you know, we don't like him. He doesn't like us. He did win the championship, so he, you know, you know, he accomplished what he set out to accomplish. I still think he's got life left. I think I still think he'd have a market if he swallows some money, and that's the guy that I move on from. To me, Jackie Bradley's a no-brainer, and then I go to David Price. I'm totally with you, baby. I love it. All right, now we get to hey, the babe. six pack of random questions. We'll get out. We'll get sure. you out of here with this. Question number one, how do you like your steak done? Medium. 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 No A1 I don't eat it. sauce, I don't, I don't. nothing, just no. salt and pepper. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'll take some sauce. I just was at the Cap Grill. I got the uh, peppercorn uh, au poivre with the Corvassier cream sauce. I'm all fine with the sauces and the peppercorn and the au poivre, but I like it cooked. I want it cooked, Josh. Okay, okay, because me and Big Jim Murray got into a big debate. He said no A1 sauce ever. He says you got to take it straight up. Big Jim's a pussy. Next. <laughs> All right, two, since we're getting up to Thanksgiving, what's your favorite part of Thanksgiving? Uh, well, what I like most about it is what I don't have to do, which is uh, fucking, you know, annoying obligations, or I don't have to buy gifts, or... You know, I don't have to – there's no religious implications. It's just family and football and food, and so those are all three things I can do. And you can drink, and so that what, – what I like most about Thanksgiving is what I don't have to do. That's great. So that leads into question number three. I'm, I'm, taking, you know, I'm taking it you don't Black Friday shop. You're smarter than that. Fuck that. Fuck that. I, I, you don't I, want to I get trampled shop. over. I don't shop on a normal day. I, I, I don't shop, period. Now I'm going to go wait in Let's go wait in line so I can buy something. <laughs> Fuck off. No chance. 
All right, we'll move into question number four here, then. Your current favorite non-sports pro- pro- programming. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, Later with Jules Holland. Okay, you know that show? It's on, uh, used to be called Palladia. Now it's, I think, called MTV Live. And it's a half-hour music show on the BBC in Britain that they replay here on that channel. It's called, I believe it's called Later with Jules Holland. That's my, that's my go-to huh. non-sports programming. Something I got to check out, I guess. Check it All out, righty. Josh. It's good but- music. Question number five, a place you'd love to travel to that you haven't been to yet. I'm not one of these guys that feels I need to see the fucking world or go someplace I haven't gone to. Like, I, I'm not that guy. I, you know, maybe Prague, maybe some places in Europe that, you know, I can sit in a cafe and drink a bottle of wine and smoke a cigar and not be bothered, like a place like that. So maybe let's there just we say go. Prague for, for the point of saying it. There we go. All right, we'll get you out of here on this. Question number six. What do you have a good eye for? You know, Gaspar has a fancy eye for fancy outfits. Some people have yeah. an eye for art. What do you have a good eye for? Uh, I'm a fairly avid reader. I read. I always... And so I think... I mean, I don't know if I'd be a, like the Oprah Book Club or something. I don't know if I could recommend something for you, but I know what I like. I know what's good. Uh, I'm reading right now. You're a good books. You're, you're a good book connoisseur. Would you so it's based off of it. It's fucking awesome. All right, you're breaking up a little bit there. I think we missed that last part. But um, all right, Felgi, I know you got a busy schedule. You want to go watch the Bruins. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, really appreciate it, man.